and he wants to touch them. He wants to touch their butts too, so he's got to bribe them somehow. <laughs> hey kids, come on over. Go on over to your house. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bring some condoms. You know what I mean? Oh, that that's, that's the opener right there. <laughs> Welcome, guys and ghouls, to the Dial-Up Movies Halloween Special. I'm your host, a terrible impression of Vincent Price. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was waiting for your laugh. I, I, I was just trying to choke it down. I didn't want to... I didn't want to be the first to laugh, because I was the guy doing it. But you were supposed to do... Oh, I can't do that. Do the laugh. Do an evil laugh. I can't do an evil laugh. Do... Yeah, Vincent Price had the best people laugh. <laughs> yeah. Happy Halloween, everybody, and welcome to Dial Up Movies, the podcast devoted to preserving the memory of your favorite films from the 90s. Whether good or bad, we're going to see how those films hold up. On today's show, we're celebrating All Hallows' Eve by discussing 1991's Ernest Scared Stupid, directed by John Cherry. <laughs> Tim's already mad. <laughs> directed by John Cherry and starring Jim Varney, Eartha Kitt, and Austin Nagler. My name is Lou. Joining me as usual is my friend and co-host Tim. Did you say Frank and co-host? <laughs> no, no, but yes, fine. My oh. my Frank, and, my Frank and Tim co. I don't yeah, know. Well, all right. I'm Tim. <laughs> this is my voice. And also on today's show, um, we have Lou's little sister, Lauren, joining us because uh, Stephen couldn't be here. Hello, everybody. Stephen couldn't be here. Um, he's dead. He's still dead. Yeah, I heard last that he choked on vomit. That's the official cause of death. Yeah, but the problem was it was actually somebody else's vomit. And so, do we? Are they were they able to prove whose vomit it was? No, they can't. They can't really prove whose vomit it was. I guess they don't have the facilities. No, you yeah. can't. You can't really dust for vomit. Well, R.I.P. Steven. Hey, R.I.P. Anyway, welcome, Lauren. Thank you. All right. So, who wants to talk about this movie? Because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I do simply because I had forgotten most of this movie. In fact, I had to rewatch it last night for the first time in probably 10 years oh, at a minimum. It's been longer than that since I've seen it. I yeah. re- it was a cherished childhood memory for me to watch Ernest Scared Stupid around Halloween, and I will never have that feeling again. <laughs> listen, listen, it. listen, guys, listen. I know for a fact that I watched this last Halloween, and I very much enjoyed it. I very um, much believe that. <laughs> um... John Cherry, I didn't know the director of the film. I didn't know anything he had done prior to this movie. So when I looked him up, did you look? You didn't look him no, up. All right. up. You probably did no research either. Um, I John up Ernest P. Worrell on Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Actually. All right. All right. Thank you well, very much. John Cherry has done very few films. He's directed every Ernest movie though. Yeah. He created that initial like series of commercials, the like back in the, yeah, yeah, like the that was guy. that was all John Cherry and and Jim Varney. So. He's done nothing else but these, uh, but these Ernest movies. They are his legacy. That's all he's done ever. Um, he's done some TV stuff. He okay. has done, but like all what of you're his. Saying is that people stopped giving him money after the Ernest Well ran dry, basically. But he did direct something in 2013. It was a some TV miniseries. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But um, clearly, G- it was successful since we've all heard of it. Yeah. So, um, but Jim Varney is the 
awesome character of Ernest P. Worrell in, I don't know, there's maybe, what, seven or eight films? Something like that. And, there's um, ten. I Wikipedia. <laughs> Thank ten? you. Thank ten? you. There's ten. There's, I was pretty sure. Goes shy. to jail, goes to camp, scared, stupid, rides again. Um, hold on, Saves hold Christmas. Uh, in the Army. Five. In the Army? Goes to Africa. You know, I saw that when I was looking <laughs> up something, and I didn't believe it was No, true. it came out so, in 1997. You could not make that movie today. No. Yeah, there were definitely... I, I know that there was like a core group of Ernest movies, mm-hmm. and that was Saves Christmas, Goes to Jail, Goes to Camp, and... Scared Stupid. Scared Stupid. And I don't know... I think we saw Rides Again one time. I like oh, Rides Oh, Again. so you... you We've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now, mm-hmm. Tim, and um, you were saying that you liked Rides Again. Yeah, and I was like, I kept saying I'd never seen it, mm-hmm. but I looked up a, a photo of it earlier, and he's like... He was the, when he was like riding the cannon, yeah. wearing like a we crown. Didn't see that. And I did remember seeing it yeah. when I saw that photo, so... More importantly, do you guys remember the Mr. Bill cartoons that oh, they course. used to oh, do? No, no, Mr. Bill, oh no! <laughs> and and I missed that because apparently on the version of this film that I purchased, which seems to be the same that Lou has, uh, there's no Mr. Bill cartoons. Was he tagged along with? Yeah, Ernest? I think he was. I think he was on the on the VHS releases. I I think so too. And there was always like the <clears> oh, I don't no, have a... Mr. Bill. <laughs> uh, but there weren't any on this movie, and I was a little disappointed in that. Oh, a full-length Mr. Bill cartoon would have been a much better waste of my 90 minutes. No, 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 no. I have a lot to say about this film. I know. you. you everyone, I just want you to know that Lou took nine pages of notes for <laughs> Ernest Gary Stupid. Uh, an hour and a half movie with no plot whatsoever. I have definitely taken more notes for this film than I have any of the films we've covered so far on the show. See, if you had taken nine pages of notes for something like Lost Highway, that would make sense. Don't don't get me started on David Lynch again. All right, fine. Fine. <laughs> All right, so anyway, I wanted to touch again on, on, on Jim Farney. Uh, he has this earnest character, and he's done... Well, first of all, we should say he's also dead. And yeah. um, he did the Beverly... Other than like the earnest stuff, he did the Beverly Hillbillies, the yeah, remake, and then Jed Clampett. Yeah. Actually, um, while we're talking about Jim Varney being dead, uh, in my <laughs> preliminary research for watching this movie, uh, I found that in 2014, at some point, someone made a like seven-minute-long YouTube video. It's like a fan movie where the kids from Blairsville, Missouri... Where um, Scared Stupid takes place, uh, a new group of younger kids has to resurrect Ernest from the dead in order to deal with the troll problem that springs up again. You mentioned that when you first got here, and I, I'd never heard of that, and I have to see that. So we should definitely, well, we'll definitely throw it up on the Facebook page. I think it's called Ernest Lives Again. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> I bet it's I bet it's great. It was like seven minutes long, and I was like, what the fuck am I watching? This is awesome. Why would people do this? It's so disrespectful. It it's to so disrespectful to Jim Varney. He's an actual <laughs> person who's been in the ground for a long time now. Actually, yeah. he didn't. I remember when he died. He died before Toy Story three came out. Yeah, he, he, he died in two thousand. He wasn't the voice that... of Slinky Dog. That's how I. That's how I view time. <laughs> in between <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> Toy Story releases, <laughs> I was gonna say, is that like the benchmark for time? Yeah. yeah he died in. A, he died. He died in between Toy Story two and three. That was a pretty dark period in my life. I didn't think about it. <laughs> It was a dark time for films too. The whole oh, industry. He died in two thousand. Yeah, he's been he dead for a while. I actually didn't think it was that long ago. Yeah, he's been dead for fourteen years. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. almost. 15. Rest in peace. Yes, Jim Barney. Um, so yeah, and then um, I wanted to. I I told you this when you also got here. We'll we'll talk about Trantor at length. But <laughs> you're rolling your eyes already. Yeah. Uh, Trantor is the troll, and um, he was voiced by Ernie Faselius, who. 
you know, I'd never heard of, but upon doing some research, he's done a lot of really awesome voice work, including he worked with Ben Burt on some Star Wars stuff and our sister podcast, Star Wars and Character. I, I actually, this afternoon, went back and I re-listened to some of their old episodes and they did talk about this guy on their Poggle the Lesser episode. And I don't, you, you probably don't know who the hell I'm talking about, do you? No clue. All right, well. Um, when you say that, I just think of Hoggle from Labyrinth. <laughs> You know, which is really Probably. funny because I made the same connection because yeah. that's a movie I remember. Yeah. It's Hoggle. Um, no, Poggle the lesson. The silence. Real quick about La- <laughs> Labyrinth. Am I the one who thinks that David Bowie's junk should get like top billing on that movie because every <laughs> other frame is of David Bowie's dick? No, I agree with you. I definitely think it should be absolutely at the top. That said, I like the movie. I mean, it's a good Jim Henson production, but I think they could have zoomed the camera out a little bit sometime. <laughs> I don't know. I think that was the appeal for the moms to take the kids there because we were like, oh, we got to see uh, Bowie's junk while we watch this movie. I'm down. Now they just use sexual innuendo. Yeah. Anyway, back to uh, back to Ernest Scared Stupid, the important thing at hand. But he also did um, some other voices for Star Wars, but he did the Martians and Mars attacks as well. Um, so the, so it's uh, like high pitched chittering for the most part. Yeah, basically. I, it's been a while since I've seen that movie. Yeah. Apparently it's, it's an art form that this guy has mastered. He, he is a good voice actor. Just making weird noises. Kudos Ernie. Okay. So, all right. So let's get into the movie. Let's just start. Cause I know you want this to be over quickly. Oh, um, no, actually I wanted to take as long as possible. Cause I have a lot to fucking say about this piece of shit. <laughs> all right. I guess I deserve that after, after the last episode where I kind of, didn't speak for half the episode because <laughs> I was so frustrated with David Lynch that I just got quiet. But anyway, so let's talk about this intro. You said that this is one of the few things that you liked about this movie. Yeah, the intro scene is like there's some like weird, spooky hip-hop playing in the background and Ernest is just like being beset by werewolf arms and there's like, they keep coming back to whenever they show a new credit of like a hand stabbing into the darkness. <laughs> or like a knife or like some kind of horrible implement of doom. And none of that happens in the movie. Because I think that would be a little too dark for children. There's only one like actual violent scene with the truck, which we'll get to, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, I mean, there's, there's no... no blood. There's no. I mean, it's a PG rated movie. Is it? It's a kids movie. Yeah, it's PG. I thought you were about to say PG thirteen, and I was like, for what? But... <laughs> so for Ernest like... hanging out with too many young kids. Yeah, that's the only thing I could think of. This entire... <laughs> like, children are disappearing, and the. The trash vaguely, man. The vaguely retarded trash man who's been hanging out with them in the woods unsupervised isn't public enemy number one at this point. He's not prime suspect. No, it's a troll, obviously. But anyway. Um, <laughs> so so this intro, font. it's intercut with like Ernest making these goofy faces at the camera. Um, and like B- 50s B movies. Beasts. Uh, I actually recognize two of them. There was the Screaming Skull. I saw there was a list somewhere about like, which films they used. I think it was um, the Screaming. I recognized the Screaming Skull and the Atomic Brain. I believe there is so, Nosferatu, out. White Zombie, mm-hmm. Phantom from Space, The Brain from Planet Arrows. There's a bunch. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just it's really like cheesy like B movies. And, and one thing that I had read was that those were probably all just um, for free public use, and they have yeah. to pay anything to use any of that because. Mm-hmm. I didn't well, a lot of them showed up on Mystery Science Theater 3000 at some point, which is where I recognize them. From. Okay. So that's probably why. If they're just free to use, why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. So our intro to the film is, it's his, Bri- oh, not, what'd you say, Blairville? It's Briarville. Briarville. Briarville, yeah. Missouri, long ago. And it's uh, just it's a girl. It's a great way to measure time. It's a really, audience. which. It's not well, by Toy Story <clears throat> measures, no. at least. Well, this was in, like way before Toy Story came out. This happened. <laughs> <laughs> this is pre-Toy so, Story. So there's a there's a girl running through the woods, 
And then you have this like point of view shot of what we eventually come to know is like the troll chasing this mm. this girl. The townspeople capture this girl in a net. Well, um, they don't capture the girl; they capture the troll. But what did I say? They capture the girl? Nah, they should well, because they this is the, the first. They, yeah. This is the first instance of many where we see that kids can't fucking act. Mm-hmm. And th- I, I remember even noticing this as a kid, where like the girl's backed up against a tree and she's smiling with this tree. Yeah, <laughs> that was real weird. weird. Just, she like can't she can't act enough to like stay scared. She has this like weird little smile. But anyway, you could argue though that it's because she knows she's just set the trap for uh, for Trogdor the troll or whatever his name is. Lauren, I want you to keep note that this is the first time that Tim has defended this film, and um, <laughs> I'm keeping a tally. Th- this is one of many. I'm sure we'll we'll, we'll unearth. This is just me playing devil's advocate. I fucking hate this movie. I just wanted <laughs> to, uh, to you know. So I, I, I hate to uh, to bring this movie up because we all know how terrible this movie is. But was anybody else reminded of Trolls Two with oh, this absolutely. intro? Absolutely. Which is funny because that was kind of the only thing I could think of. Though I hadn't seen Trolls Two until I was an adult, and I had loved Ernest Scared Stupid yeah. as a child. I actually don't know. I have Troll, never seen it. I, I know Troll Two came out in the nineties. It might be like this movie has been sure. so. I mean, Trolls 2 has been discussed at as nauseam, do you know what I mean? I think it's a lovely movie, honestly. I actually like Troll 2 more than I like Ernest Scared I liked I liked reading the Wikipedia page for Trolls 2 mm. more than I liked the actual movie, because it's hilarious. Is it? You have to read about the Italian <clears throat> director who gave everybody their script for Trolls 2 came out the year before this. It came out in 1990. Oh, okay. So, so maybe... Maybe John Cherry maybe stole... Maybe John Cherry got some character design. Perhaps. Quite possibly. But um, back to Ernest for a minute. That <laughs> here's my. This is the first time I have a problem with this movie, and then we're maybe thirty seconds into it. We've just finished the credit sequence. A little girl <laughs> running through the woods, and we see the point of view of the troll chasing her, and she's smiling because she knows something the troll doesn't. And then a standard like hemp net falls on the <laughs> troll, and this mystical being is powerless to escape it. And he they, just grunts a lot. Uh, uh, yeah, he just grunts. He, and he, we know he's capable of speech because we see it later. But so then they like bury him or something, and they like they bury him under an old oak tree, and then and then and then Ernest as Phineas P. Warrell yes. or, or great, Phineas Warrell, great great granddaddy. Yeah, <laughs> he like gives this little you know speech I mean? about. <laughs> I'm going to sell you on this before the end of this <laughs> podcast. Um, he, you know, they bury him, and they say that you know you're basically we're going to bury you alive, and you're going to stand there for what you've done. And, um, which at this point really wasn't that bad. Didn't he, he just turned four kids into wooden dolls in the grand scheme of things, considering what long ago appeared to be by like the style of their dress and the way that they spoke, like a stiff breeze probably took out more kids than that. Every time it rolled through, (laughs) you know, like smallpox is probably a much bigger issue than trolls. Just saying. See, the whole time period kind of throws me off a bit and I don't know why I noticed this, but there's actually a, a, black family that Mm. is part of like the community and i don't know if that is a like realistic expectation of this long ago time period of there being black people what are you saying saying as as members of the community and not property of the community but the problem was like we're it's established that francis is which is old old lady hackmore Mm -hmm. she's in that group right she's part of that trio isn't she yeah so how long ago Oh, or of the of like the family in the beginning. I yeah. think so. But but then if it's that long ago that they wouldn't be there, the how colonial, what year do you what year do you think it yeah, is? Yeah, the colonial 
clothes kind of throw you yeah, off. They're wearing, like, That's who... they're dressed like Puritans. Yeah, <laughs> it, it seems like there's like a there's like two hundred years, and plus like to have like a great great granddaddy is Phineas. For the by the time Ernest is an adult, it'd be like what a hundred years. Yeah, and like at then, least then you also old lady Hackmore's think... not like one hundred and fifty years old. No, right. I mean, you also have to think like when was Missouri purchased? For the uh, I don't to live in. care that far, but so, well, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, but the point there of the matter is wasn't that enough time between these two things to happen. Like not you at wouldn't all. have puritanically dressed people in Missouri for well, probably ever, honestly, <laughs> unless they were at like a Thanksgiving pageant. But <laughs> so we're already we're having some some problems here. Anyway, but, uh, yeah, let's the, let's the, the mystical magical troll that is the bane of Ernest's existence is overpowered by a net. And he tells them that um, he'll 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 rise again, and one of Phineas's descendants will release him. Cut to, oh wait, no, I thought we were going right to Ernest. We're not. We're going to the no, classroom. To the classroom where, where Elizabeth is reading a report. Also she's also a shitty actor. She's horrible. Yeah, it was but painful. She, she's you know giving this report, um, a Halloween report about the the, the history of the town. Where, you know the, the bullies in there are, like making fun of her, and the, Why is it the, just the fat guy who's the bully. Well, by they're, the way? they're they're expressing their inner inner anger at themselves, Tim. Oh, I guess all right. <laughs> You've seen Heavyweights, haven't you? <laughs> uh, it's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> okay. But one of the things she says is like the guy says, "Well, her story is bull," and she goes, "That's not bull. I read it in a book." And there's a lot of bullshit in books. Yeah, but yeah. um, that's a lesson you're gonna learn real hard eventually, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they, it's like normal teasing for like dumb '90s kids movies, which I. If I can just interrupt, in this classroom Please. scene, this is another problem I have with this movie. The teacher, the teacher is like she's the Elizabeth is trying to defend the validity of her book report being done, or her history report rather being done on the legend of the troll that, that <laughs> lives in Briarsville. And uh, the bully, who actually is the only one with any sense in his fucking head at this point, is like, "That's not true. That's not actually fucking history." And then the teacher is like, well, no, legends and myths are very important to history, especially in our town. I'm like, that's not a fucking lesson you should be teaching anybody. <laughs> like, let history be history. And then if you want to have a folklore class, do that too. Don't interweave the two, because that's how facts get distorted and everybody is dumb. Well, can we really establish the age of these children? I mean, I they Elementary in, like, school. They're in elementary yeah, school. Yeah, but are yeah, they, but like... What like... Grade? Uh, fifth. <laughs> I don't know. Throw, throw a dice down. Who cares? So my, my point in bringing this up is perhaps they're still at an age where you can introduce folklore as like something kind of mythical and magical that they can focus on instead of like the actual true horrors of American history. I suppose that's true. You wouldn't want to lead with like, well, there probably wasn't a troll, but we certainly lynched the fuck out of somebody that night. <laughs> oh, <You> fuck. <laughs> we definitely buried somebody alive under a tree. So okay, it was so, actually just a little person, <laughs> but back then they were kind of scary. You, you know? know, long ago. <laughs> yeah, long ago. That was okay back then. In the year long ago, in Briarsville, Missouri. <laughs> so the teacher asks. I'm gonna I'm jumping ahead because at this point, this will be a three-hour podcast. Yeah, I know. We're like two minutes in the movie. I know. I know. I can't help it. So um, Elizabeth continues her. You know, the teacher asks Elizabeth about her report. What has happened to? The descendants, and she goes, "Oh, there was a curse, and all the descendants of Phineas get dumber and dumber and dumber." Cue Ernest, poor Ernest, who is a sanitary engineer, who which he plays a janitor or trash man in almost every one of his movies. Yeah, I think so. It's always like a, yeah, yeah, he's always kind of like a a janitor. He was a cleaning person and goes to jail. Yeah, and he was a trash trash man man here. Scared stupid. In in camp, he was like a maintenance guy, I think. Was he? Uh, I think so. 
I think I think the character to be around the children. I think the character is supposed to be like a janitor, but anyway, he's got this like he's he's doing a very classic Ernest thing where he's surrounded by this like these contraptions that he builds, mm-hmm. like this Rube Goldberg kind of like I'm going to build this overly elaborate trash truck, trash truck, <laughs> and give these like little monologues to the camera mm-hmm. where he calls himself the Duke of Dust yeah. amongst other things. So, I don't even remember what they were. Yeah. I just want to point out, why did he have an enormous mopping rig attached to the front of his garbage truck outside? I don't know. Why would you need to mop the pavement? That's what hoses are for. I think it was kind of his spin on, you know, street, street cleaning, cleaning, in I a guess. way. Um, because Ernest always likes to try and go above and beyond, mm-hmm. though we all know that you can't mop the pavement. Yeah. But Ernest wants to have that little... Ernest, put your best foot forward, spin on things, which is why he will mop the street. He tries really hard. And then uh, he ends up getting dumped into the back of his garbage truck. And, and we get... dog Rimshot... Is a jerk. Who is, is a really the, cute, but... What do you he's he's like, actually the best part of the movie, is Rimshot. <laughs> Rimshot's this little cute dog um, who... Why would you call Rimshot a jerk, by the because way? Because he's the one who hits the... He tries to kill Ernest like three times in this movie. Uh, this if is... I was in this movie, I'd try to kill Ernest at least three times. <laughs> he um he's he like it's like just sitting in the in the in the cab of the truck and he hits the lever to start the compact. The... Well, he's being he's call he's getting called for help. He's a fucking dog. He doesn't know which switch does what, so he just hits he's shit. a smart dog. So can I just point out the fact that it really annoys me when things that can't reach the gas pedal can you know effectively drive, drive uh, cars um, or does trucks? He, does he drive the truck? He drives the truck at so one So he drives point. two vehicles in this movie? Yes, he does. Awesome. And, and <laughs> none with applying acceleration, apparently. Nope. He just takes the emergency brake off. And rim just, shot is just that cool. Yep. So uh, he's in the trash compactor, and he's a, it's kind of reminiscent of that scene from... Star uh, Wars? Yeah, exactly. I had that written down, too. Yeah. <laughs> Where they're stuck in the, in the trash compactor. I'm not even a Star Wars fan. It's just, you know, you're in a trash compactor. Like, and you're trying to hold, it, hold the, uh, the closing walls with... A large metal pipe, and it's not working. In my head, I was just like imagining him talking into like a little thing and being like, "Sleepy out, where can he be?" <laughs> no, instead he talks to a doll. Yeah, he picks up a baby doll and he says, "Oh, I know you're not gonna put my head in those gears." Like, well, you were me, and then he jams his baby's face into the gears of the closing <laughs> contraption, which doesn't do anything. He tries to hold it apart with like a car's exhaust pipe and muffler assembly, like the whole fucking thing, and that just bends. And I forget even how he survives this. What happens? Well, that stops it. So from it, it doesn't. It it com- in it compacts, yeah, no, it it compacts okay. into a into, into a cube. A Wally cube. And the kid, yeah. the kids come over, and they you know the kid just like Penny and Elizabeth, this like nine year old yeah. or younger flips the lever and he comes out with like his feet and head sticking in the same direction. He's mm-hmm. you know, and he falls on his face. That thing, <laughs> what are you giving me that look for? Because that was a. A spot on abysmal. Though. That's fine. There, they get worse. I enjoyed it. Um, it leads me to believe that since Kenny knew which lever to pull to open the back of the truck, this has probably happened before. Well, probably. look at it this way. So the kids see the trash truck and they hear some commotion and they instantly know it's Ernest. I mean, uh, when have Ernest. you ever known I think your he's, garbage man? I think, I think he's, he's the, the only, only garbage one. man. I think that's why they're so mad at him all the time. <laughs> he's like, you were supposed to clean up Lady Hackmore's place. And he's like, well, I was gonna, but I didn't. And they're like, well, but you're I picked the fucking up these, garbage man. I picked up these two children instead. So, uh. So he goes, he goes to, well, the kids get in the truck with him, right? Pretty clearly established that both kids know they're not supposed to be in the truck with her. <laughs> no, quick, hide. Anyway. Yeah, Ernest is like, nah, it'll be cool. 
and then the sheriff shows up. Kenny's right? Kenny's yeah, dad Kenny is the sheriff. sheriff. He, he, shows up he pulls over like, the you know truck. You're not supposed to be in that truck. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? And yeah, he, it's this you weird could not acceptance. Make this movie today because probably it would not feel too rapey. Yeah, it, it feels was, rapey now. Yeah. You want to know what it kind of reminds me of? Did you ever see the movie Little Children? No. It's about a guy who's a registered sex offender and he moves into this like quaint little community and it just kind of shows the dynamic of the neighbors and everything. And it's kind of funny that back when we were younger, you could... It wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing. Like you didn't think about <clears throat> pedophiles or you didn't think about, um, you know, people who would be taking advantage of little kids. It was yeah, totally like, okay for somebody like Ernest, who's clearly in like his 40s, to hang out with... mentally handicapped. <laughs> <laughs> to hang out with fifth graders. Like that's okay. Yeah. Like when we were kids and since, you know, um, that is kind of the point of this podcast is to discuss the 90s. When we were kids, you didn't think, like, as a child, you never thought, like, oh, well, if I am unattended for too long in a strange area, somebody's going to abduct me and put batteries in my butt. Like, that wasn't <laughs> a thing that it actually happened. It's a terrible story. <laughs> I don't know it, but... Oh don't, God, that's you don't, terrible. Yeah, that's I'll, terrible. I'll Google. Story. I'll Google battery butt or something. You you I, I will you not. You don't want to Google that. I'll find some weird porn, but either way. But no, that's, like, a thing that happened. And today, like, if I were to have a child, I would not want anyone who isn't me near them ever because all we hear about is pedophilia and child murder and kids murdering other kids and it's just a terrible place to live and raise a child at this point but it's definitely awkward i mean as a single mom and dating it's oh, really a single mom card? no 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 i'm just saying it's really scary because in the back of your head you always have to wonder like my mom had instilled in me at one point that people would only want to date me to get to my son mm -hmm. like that's a Whoa, really terrifying, that's a creepy thing to say. That is Mom. a really terrifying. That's a terrible thing. way to live your life. But I'm just saying, <laughs> my point is that now we literally have those fears, and back yeah. then we didn't. We could trust our children with mm -hmm. the weird forty year old trash man, with a player. I don't, I don't know if I was. <laughs> See, I think that's part of what makes this movie so strange to me, and so <clears throat> bizarre. It's like, okay, you have this mentally handicapped forty-year-old man that is employed by the city, but no one wants him to be employed by the city, <laughs> and he just hangs out with children all the time. He has no adult friends. All of the adults in the movie immediately push him off, like, get the fuck away from me, Ernest. I don't want to deal with this shit right now. Except just go for, fuck uh... my kid. It's fine. Just leave me alone. <laughs> no, but he is friends with uh, Bobby and... I don't know Who's the name. other guy? Tim or Jim. Oh, the guys down at the, like, used auto store? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he they, always they... has that weird duo adult friend pair. Well, they always bilk him out of thousands of dollars, which, by the way, <laughs> it pissed me off. Uh, well, actually, let's go chronologically. We'll get to that later. We, we can skip over a lot of stuff, but... So anyway, Ernest is in the trash yeah. compactor, and the kids let him out, and then the sheriff is like, dude, don't ride in that truck with that guy. And they're like, yeah, we know, and then they do it again later anyway. But they, um, he makes him go to the Hackmore place, and we get old lady Hackmore. Yeah, Eartha Kitt in a very... Very sad role for her. Yeah. <laughs> she was also in Harriet the Spy, wasn't she? I think, she uh, was. I think so, yeah. She I, was I, Catwoman at one point. She was <laughs> Catwoman in the uh, in the original series. And, and she's come very far. She's done a lot of voice work, but she's had a, a really long career. Um, she's, I mean, she's easily the best actor in the, actress in this movie. Oh, yeah. Are they actors With, or actresses? I forget. They changed it, didn't they? I don't know, man. Right, well, she's the best actor in this movie. Is that like flight attendant? She, versus stewardess? She, yeah, her exactly. first film role, which was uncredited, but it was a film role in 1948. Wow. So she was acting from 1948, and her last film was... Didn't Jim Varney, wasn't he born in 1949? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she's been around for a long time. 
Um, but anyway, um, was anyone else alarmed by the fact that she was allowed to have lit fire burning around her in her yard? in her in her dump? Garbage, yeah, <laughs> in her garbage. I mean, she did uh, have like wrought iron dragon heads that she made with a welder. That was pretty cool. I did find it a little excessive when she tries to melt Ernest's face <laughs> with a flamethrower. Flame yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not entirely sure if someone like that would actually be able to, you know, keep their property that way. I mean, we've all seen hoarders, and we know yeah. what what can happen. But uh, but that's just not safe at all to have lit fire burning all the time in your front yard. That sounds fine to me. Especially around like garbage and plastic. You know, you're releasing. I mean, that's probably why we have a hole in the uh, ozone layer. Eartha Kitt's the because reason we have. Eartha Kitt. Yeah, thanks, Eartha Kitt. <laughs> Jerk. Burning your yard. So she's still um, alive. No, she's dead. Okay, she really she died. Thing, May she rest in peace she, as well. She died like six years ago or eight years ago. She anyway, who thought that she Ernest. outlived her? Right. <laughs> so. After Ernest gets his face burned off, we get these kids building. Elizabeth and uh, what's Kenny. His name? Kenny and the other kid, I forget his Joey. name, Joey. They, they built this really Second terrible... kid with glasses? Yeah. They, they built this uh, haunted house, which the Murdochs Sucks, come... <laughs> Suck, Really terrible haunted house. The Murdochs come, the, the kids... The Murdochs are the fat kid and the slightly less fat kid who are the bullies in this yeah, movie. The, the mayor's kids. Yeah. And they, they destroy this haunted house. And, you know, they just rock it back and forth for a few minutes. and (laughs) The whole thing falls apart. Yeah, it's terrible construction. And, you know, you know, the the one kid says, uh, you buttheads have made a big mistake. You know, (laughs) I love when buttheads is used non-ironically in a film as a as a line of dialogue. That's actually an insult. (laughs) And, if you made um, that movie today, it would be like, you fucking consummate a mistake. <laughs> and it's like, Jesus, this is a kid's movie, but we've just matured as a people, and you can say that in G-rated movies now. I don't know. We've definitely come a long way from Butt Munch. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, I remember Butt Munch. I said Butt Munch quite a bit. So did. after the after the uh, destruction of the haunted house, Kenny runs over to the garage where Ernest is working, and this is the one scene, Tim... <laughs> Would you like yeah. to elaborate? All right. This is the one scene that even got me to vaguely crack a smile. <laughs> I laughed like 20 times throughout this movie. I laughed zero times throughout <laughs> this movie. The jokes are bad and you should feel bad for enjoying them. That, I but, don't, so, but that's fine. Continue, Kenny, that... Kenny comes over to ask Ernest advice on dealing with bullies and Ernest goes fucking insane. <laughs> He clearly has some sort of mental breakdown. He's got multiple personalities. And this is the only part of the movie that made me vaguely smile, like, a little bit. Like, I wasn't even, like, a Han Solo, for this is for Lou's sake, like, a Han Solo half-smile, kind of cocky-like. It was, like, the corner of my lip maybe turned up, like, a, a degree. <laughs> when he, he goes into these different characters, and he's literally, like, becoming different people. And this is... Under certain circumstances, this could be considered like the scariest scene in the movie because it's lit by like this weird green backlight. There, there's some are green, changing, some are purple. Yeah, he's yeah. just changing personalities. He has like this old hoity-toity like um, woman in a neck brace who talks like this, and like and then he has a he has like a like a like a Roman soldier, yeah. and then he's got the the uh, the Ottoman. Ah! If you're like even remotely Turkish, that's probably fucking offensive. Can I be honest? This was one of my favorite parts of this movie because I forgot that that was a big component of Ernest movies. I mean, I think he does something like that, these little mini cameos mm. in every movie that he Yeah, makes. I think so too. And I, I love it. Like, I actually legitimately <laughs> laughed at this point. See, I didn't laugh. I was just this like... This is the first time is, I laughed in the movie. This is my favorite scene and when, it, when he recalls to it later, yeah. But it's my favorite scene because it was the only time I ever got even a little bit of merriment or joy <laughs> out of this movie. It, it was this being the highlight of your children's comedy. 
is an issue. But it was, I mean, it was kind of funny, I guess. I mean, the old, I lady, cracked the, up. The old lady in the neck brace gets me for some reason. <laughs> I don't understand why in his mind one of his personalities is an old woman with a traumatic injury to her cervical spine. I don't know <laughs> why. Well, she also played a role in, uh, well, that particular character played mm-hmm. a role in Ernest uh, Goes to Jail, yeah. I think, as well. Um, they, they, yeah, when they he faked lot, her actually. and he used uh, the, the ball and chain as his breasts mm-hmm. to uh, I forgot to about her. that. <laughs> Um, one of my favorite is actually the redheaded woman who just is talking about nothing related. Well, she's talking about nothing related to picking up bullies or, or retaliating against bullies. She's She's like, like... do you smell fish? (laughs) Just has nothing to do with And like her costuming kind of reminds me of like absolutely fabulous, you know, like that really high hair and like she's probably wearing really, really high, high heels and like she has that awful clothing. Yeah, it's a combination like of 90s that mom clothes. and like Peggy Bundy. Yeah, like Peggy Bundy. I was just about to say the yeah. Peggy Bundy outfit. Yeah, like the, that's definitely what I'm reminded the of. The tight lime green tights and, and the like big a red polka hair. dot blouse. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the whole the whole point of the of these characters is to descri- is to talk about what to do after your you gotta uh, get into the high ground. So the decision is to make a treehouse. Right? That's basically yeah. what we, so that's how we get to the whole... We get to the kids in the woods with Ernest. That's so, how we get to even, the tree. It's even stupider than I thought it was. <laughs> but anyway. Well, so. Ernest didn't know. Remember, he's the generation that's gotten dumber and, and dumb. dumber. He's dumbass at this dumber. point. So he goes to help the kids build a treehouse so that they can be safe from the Murdochs. Right. And and this treehouse, they built what? in an? Are we supposed to assume this is built in an afternoon? Yeah, more or less. Where all, all of a sudden, they're there, they find this tree, and then they... Like, have well, all this junk. He's looking for trees, and then he goes into the obviously deep, dark, scary part of the With forest where all the kids the, are like, "Dude, I don't want to fucking go in there." The like, fog machine. The fog machine's on real high. Yeah. yeah. And there's like you know the vines like, hanging down. Yeah, like fifty cent Halloween store Spanish moss hanging off everything. <laughs> and uh, we come to the evilest looking tree in the entire forest. That's not and, even that high off the ground. No, it's just like, no. This is perfect. It's, it's just not a, even that creepy looking. To be honest, it looks like a, a baobab tree, uh, like yeah. with the root structure on the top it's like just split apart which of course are native to missouri but are they no okay (laughs) (laughs) but ernest does say this is a tree to die for there's your your foreshadowing foreshadowing um this is the essence of the high ground four (laughs) feet off of the ground (laughs) for a fifth grader that's a substantial height for a grown man it's not (laughs) well we've already determined that Ernest yeah. is a little bit far from a grown man. And see, um, well, I'll get to it when we get there. So they build this <laughs> enormous, elaborate treehouse in the span of an afternoon with, like, dog food firing cannons. A pizza thrower, a helicopter yeah. drone. They built a drone. They literally yeah. built a Mind drone. Mind you, with, a, with an endless supply of pizzas, apparently, that they just yeah. kind of have hanging also, out in the back of the tree. why is a pizza thrower a bad thing? Because it wastes pizza, dude. Well, I understand that it wastes pizza, but like, if you wanted a pizza thrown to you, it wouldn't be that bad. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't... if you knew it was coming and you had the box open. But again, these are fifth graders. Did they really go out and buy six pizzas? Well, no, Ernest, Ernest did because he works for the city, so he probably got like a pretty. He probably gets paid pretty well, and he wants to he's touch got them. Excellent benefits. He wants to touch their butts too, so he's got to bribe them somehow. <laughs> hey kids, come on over. Go over to your house. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bring some condoms. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, that that's, that's the opener right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's the scariest thing about this movie. 
so they, they build this tree house and old lady Hackmore wanders through the woods and finds them there and she starts she's like muttering to herself yeah oh, well, she's well, obviously first, senile first you have to uh as soon as they start making adjustments to the tree and like nailing into it and doing stuff with it all of a sudden like her spidey sense starts tingling yeah and she's like something's going on and yeah, you know, evil winds are blowing or yeah, some crazy something oh, right. like that and then she makes her way oh and as Ernest starts to hammer the nail in we see the tremor shaking down through the root system down to where Trogdor is laying in a hollow <laughs> Trog- tree Trogdor is the dragon from I Homestar I, know, I, okay. I can't remember Trogador. I can't remember. Uh, Trantor. Trantor. I'm going to call him Trogador. That's fine. Call him a dragon. It's no big deal. So um, um, so he's you, like just kind of staring when the hammering is happening, but he doesn't actually do anything yet. Old Lady Hackmore comes over and is like, yo, what the fuck? This is my tree. You shouldn't be doing this. Or something along those lines. Well, I don't think no, she, she complained. No, that's what Ernest thinks she's right. complaining about. Right. But she wasn't in, concerned about it being her property. She, she was, was like, you shouldn't have done, you shouldn't have built this here. Right. But he chases after her as she's running from the woods, screaming mm-hmm. the world's going to end. And so leaving Elizabeth, flee, flee. <laughs> Elizabeth, uh, Joey, and, and, and Kenny, and then the Murdochs show up. Yeah. Somehow they find their way to the deepest, darkest part of the woods. They must be like excellent trashers. And they're dressed like juggalos with yeah. like these like really <laughs> they like these weird like oversized shirts and like these long shorts. <laughs> Lauren just lost it. I'm fucking magnets, how do they work? <laughs> Great Malenko. Oh what? I'm just picturing them with like their faces painted and yeah. up. And it they... works, right? It works. They're juggalos. Uh. Um and my my only note says why don't the Murdochs own clothes that fit? Well, because that was the style in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. To have... I don't think it was the style in 1991. I could be wrong. <laughs> but they start but... throwing rocks, but they don't even see, like, they figure, like, the kids built this, like, yeah, the but tree. They but they don't, they don't see it. They just start throwing rocks. And, and so the, like, the glasses kid gets on the pizza thrower, and Kenny gets behind, like, the weirdly the... Star Wars-y sort of, like, turret gun that shoots fucking dog food cans at people. Which, and... by the way, if you really want to get rid of bullies, this is just a pro tip for everybody out there. Don't open the cans. Shoot the whole heavy dog food can <laughs> the person's head you'll have much less problems with them from now on and you'll save all their pizzas too you want the waste they throw it the third i think they, they did three, three or four pizzas and like maybe two dog food cans and i'm like just close the cans up get <laughs> ones that are still sealed and weigh five pounds and bless the fucking kids in the head can we discuss the wall of uh water jugs that they had that yeah, the murdochs the... throw rocks at and knocked over like why the fuck is that there because it's a cool know. effect, man. It's a cool effect. Just like the cool dialogue, like bingo, when they get like a score. They, they get a score. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> when they like. Yeah, when they hit the kid. When they hit the kid, he says bingo. It's more like fucking. Well, and they awful always dialogue. do like the. Yeah. yeah. What do we call this gesture? Uh, I don't know. I call it the Kevin McAllister. Well. <laughs> yeah. Just you guys, this is radio, guys. No yeah. one can see what We're you're doing. doing. With Kevin McAllister when um, he. I think it was. Right after he hits uh, Harry and Marv in the face with paint cans, and he jumps over the tripwire, and he goes, "Yes!" And he pumps <laughs> and he his does fist like the, downward. Yeah, like the backwards. It's, like, it's the opposite of a fisting motion. It's an elbow <laughs> pump. Yeah, down. It's an elbow pump down. It's the retraction after you're done fisting. <laughs> oh man, no show is complete without a fisting talk. <laughs> That's two in a row. <laughs> <laughs> so later that night, Ernest comes back to the treehouse. Um, after talking to the after lady talking Hackmore. to Lady Hackmore, and they're still there. It's like midnight. They're still yeah, at the street. Well, I guess they're afraid to walk through the woods alone. Yeah, because so big retarded. He goes through this like this history lesson of like t- telling them about like what Lady like Francis Hackmore told them told him um, about the history of the troll mm. and why they can't use that tree. And 
you know, in typical Ernest P. Warrell fashion, he goes through. What, <laughs> what was <did> that? <laughs> my throat. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 better stop, start that thought over. <laughs> Belch in the back of Tim's throat out of the I'm leaving it in. Oh, I've always been afraid of that happening on <laughs> Anyway, anyway. So, Francis, somebody is talking about telling Ernest something out of my fucking show. All right. So, Ernest comes back to the treehouse at night, and he's, uh, he's, the kids are still there, and he starts telling them what Lady Hackmore had said. Oh, this whole show is derailed. Fuck it. Uh, I'm just keeping rolling. He starts telling them what she said about, like, the history of the troll and, like, what would need to happen for the troll to come back out from under this tree. And he literally speaks and does everything at the same time. So, you know... It would a, have to be on the night before Halloween. Like tonight. And a whorl. Like you. Would have to lay his hands on the tree and say, I... Something, something to call you Trogdor. Hear ye, hear ye. Yeah, hear ye, Trogdor, I summon you forth this night. Or some shit, I don't know. And this... The, uh, the southern accent. And then he goes, um... But what, but what are the odds of that happening? And it literally happens, and then yeah. well, Trogdor... Trogdor, fuck. Trantor. Trantor, thank you. No problem. Um, he, he's, like, waking from his slumber. Pretty accurate. <laughs> so, the kids bolt. The kids run away. Thank you. So here's my question. Can I just ask a question? Sure. So how come he's been asleep this whole time? Like, they didn't put any sort of crazy enchantment on him to make him sleep. He's literally just been sleeping. Well, yeah, because he's, like, Phineas Q. Warl or whatever is, like, (laughs) he's he's a a holy man. He's a pastor. He doesn't have magic powers to put him to sleep. He spoke a couple words, and they chained one chain around him in in a fishing net. And that's that's gonna keep well, him. I mean, I what do you even do a... as a troll? When they put you in a dark space. He falls asleep. Well, he seemed to break out of the net pretty easily once uh, Ernest recited the phrase. Well, he yeah. broke the curse. There was a curse. But um, but listen, I don't, uh, guys, I don't know. <laughs> how does a holy man put a curse on call, a troll? Call he's John not, Cherry. He's not <laughs> don't know. Priest. Get him on the phone. So, but. So the kids run away. I'm I'm skipping that. I'm not yeah, even going to answer your just, question. Just start running off because they're like, oh shit, we should probably get home. And then um, I love how they're only like a few steps ahead of Ernest, but he can't go because, uh, you know, then he'd uh, I guess be too far behind them. So he'd rather stay in the scary haunted well, tree wants, wants than to, run through the woods. He wants to watch them walk away. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, ask like a ten year old boy. <laughs> Back to true life. Uh, anyway, no, so the kids are like, oh, we have to go home, our parents are going to kill us, and then Elizabeth and Kenny walk off in one direction, and Joey hears a noise, so he well, goes before to that, But even before that, we get the, we get, Ernest is at the treehouse, and the kids yeah. have run away, and we get the troll, and we see the face of the troll, mm-hmm. and I, I just wanted to touch on this, before we even talk about, <laughs> before we talk about kids again, mm-hmm. um... I had, I had written down this awesome makeup. Like, the, one of the good things about this movie is, I, you didn't think it was good makeup? Awesome makeup? I thought it was, I, I, I thought it was cool. For the time period, you know, I feel like makeup effects are really what separate, you know, B movies from other movies. Like, I feel like Ernest movies are like A minus or B plus. Like, they're not really. I wouldn't go that far either. No, I think they kind of ride the fringe because they do have some decent effects for that kind of a movie. Yeah, I mean, seeing as this is a crappy children's comedy about Halloween, I guess you could argue that the troll effects are decent. Trogdor 
is pretty good. <laughs> I mean, the animatronic movement of like his, of his face yeah. to reveal his teeth is the decent. Per, the persistent snotting of the nose. Yeah, but what I wanted to But this, um, all the creatures were designed by the Chiodo brothers who had done the movie, which I've actually never seen, is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Bad movie. Oh, hilarious. Well, Hilariously they did, those like guys... Like balloons that look mm. like just giant condoms. Those guys did the, the, the trolls for this movie. That's all I wanted to say. Okay. Uh, some people love that movie. I've seen parts <clears throat> of it, never watched the whole thing. It's a cool I think classic. people who like that movie are more likely to be juggalos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have no research to back that up. It's just a strong feeling. So anyway. They also like the Toxic Avenger. I've actually never seen that either. I but I... It's, it's all right. Exactly. My yeah, point so. exactly. So Are the kids... I'm a juggalo? <laughs> I wish you were a juggalo. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I, I'm glad. Hey, man, I did have like three or four ICP CDs when I was Dude, like... Why do you do this to yourself? Every episode you reveal some <laughs> shitty, like just terrible fact about yourself. You guys have he known me ever for... want a real girlfriend ever. <laughs> I um... think that's what it is. <laughs> ah, whatever. Not um... only am I incredibly geeky, but... Yeah, there's a lot of shit Sidebar. going on. Sidebar. Um, so the kids leave the woods... <laughs> And the kid with the denim suit uh, waits around for some reason. It's Elizabeth and Kenny Runaway. Joey is the kid yeah, with the denim suit. And the glasses. And the glasses. And he falls into this two-foot hole yep. and struggles <laughs> to get out with this. Like He's, like, terrified about getting his sneakers wet. And he, like... Yeah, I noticed that, like, he, for no reason whatsoever, falls into this muddy ditch and he can't climb out of yeah, it. Yeah, he's... In instead of just sinking to the bottom and assessing the situation, <laughs> he's, like, clawing... Like frantically, he's freaking out. Not fall two more inches because he doesn't want to get muddy, but he's already fucking muddy. And then we hear, well, whose voice was it's it? Ernest's yeah, voice. Ernest's uh, voice saying, I, no, I, I got, got you, little buddy, or whatever. And then it turns out to be the troll Trogdor, and he reaches out and he turns <laughs> Joey into a wooden doll because apparently that's what trolls do in this movie. Now, they turn children into wooden dolls to power their plant based children with more <laughs> trolls. Tim, when you first got here tonight, you you said you had a problem with trolls. Yes, and I have a problem with how the trolls. Would you like to? Would you like to talk about it now? I do because I take monsters very seriously. I love monsters. Um, I will probably stab anyone who tells me that the Twilight series is a good movie <laughs> because vampires don't fucking sparkle in sunlight. It just doesn't happen. And what you're dealing with in those movies, the werewolves aren't really werewolves because werewolves turn at a full moon. They don't do it on a whim. You're dealing with uh, Lou Garou, which is the French version of a werewolf at that point. So, uh, yeah, I, I know monsters inside and out. And trolls are from uh, Norwegian and Scandinavian folklore. They are generally depicted to be uh, small, like they are in this movie, but generally unhelpful to humans. Um, they have their own sort of social network. They aren't like lonesome monsters who like live under bridges, for example, and eat billy goats. Like Trollbook? That. Trollbook.com? No. Social network? No? All right. Uh, never mind. Bad joke. Don't worry about it. All right. So, <laughs> so they're just generally, they try to stay out of the fucking way. They don't eat kids. They don't turn people into wooden things. They're just kind of dicks if you run into them, according to Scandinavian folklore. So I have a problem with this troll going, who has like dicks for ears, by the way. <laughs> Uh, they reminded me of snails. You know how like this little snail yeah, little, like, stuff? Yeah, like the eye socks on a snail? Yeah, like yeah. It, that's kind of what the... the I don't even Ear know what you would call it. <laughs> kind of reminded me of. Yeah. But no, I'm so that's another issue I have in this movie. He's really more of like a Rumpelstiltskin type children stealing character and less of a troll because trolls don't necessarily want to hurt you. They just don't want to deal with you. They hide in rocks. They live in mountains. They leave you alone for the most part. They don't steal kids. They certainly don't turn them into fucking wooden dolls. And they certainly don't use those wooden dolls to power trees to, <laughs> to, to like, 
ejaculate more trolls. Which is what he does. He takes it back to the old tree where yeah, he was like, buried. Oh, I need four more children. Yeah, I even don't understand the whole troll thing because even in the long ago, there were no <laughs> other trolls. It was just well, this well, one. Well, he needs to, he's trying to grow his children, which but are little is, Brussels sprouts that come out of the tree. But where did, it, where did he come from long ago? Like, there are no other descendants. Yeah. There are no other trolls. Like, Well, he's the last of his kind, which actually makes the ending very sad. That's number two for Tim liking this movie, I think. Oh, no. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't like everything that's sad. <laughs> just but, most of it. Yeah. I'm so a we... a depressing individual. But, um, so Brussels sprouts. Well, Yeah, the Brussels sprouts thing. Fucking annoying that it just kept coming up. But then we get to Lady Hackmore's house, and Ernest is there, and she's educating him on troll lore, which is, is kind of a good segue from what you were saying. Mm-hmm. She starts talking about how she has all this experience handling demons. Is she a demon hunter? She says, like, vampires, werewolves, I can handle all that. Like, but trolls, like, you know, they're they're something different. She's some strange voodoo, demonologist, mystic. Like, she probably performs exorcisms. But she she opens a book, which I I actually paused and, like, went back slowly to get the name of the book. Did you see it? What she was... She was reading a book called Trolls and Other Tree Devils. So I don't know if that feeds into what your... What other tree devils are I don't... Tim, you well, are the resident monster expert. Okay, so, uh, we're talking about tree devils? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Um, sprites? Elves, gnomes, sprites, nymphs, you know, things like that. Um, trolls are actually considered to be earth or rock monsters, not tree monsters. So well, what's another funny... strike against you, Eartha Kit. Well, this is kind of <laughs> funny, <bitch>. though. <laughs> Because they didn't really say that Trantor lived in a tree. He did get his energy from a tree, and that's mm. where his children... Well, yeah, his children come out of the would tree. Would come out of... And they're not... But but he never really... We don't ever really see where he actually lives. No, he doesn't, like, he doesn't he have was, an origin story. Right. He was simply kind of just, uh, you know, in a tomb in the mm. other tree. He didn't necessarily live there. So I don't know if I would truly consider him a <clears throat> tree demon. No, I don't Listen, think... Listen, that's what the book said, guys, and I'm just going... The, I look, look. Really look. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it in a book it, it's not bull i read it in a book so she tells cute, she thank you she tells Ernest about the history of this troll and she reads him this poem which is fucking stupid it's, it's pretty and bad it's pretty dumb movies are awful and here's well that's probably true but here's another issue i have with this movie so they read this little thing about the troll and how mothers care or something. Like, a, a child's heart and mother's uh, care are how you defeat a troll. Right. And which, yeah. Somehow. And I was thinking the whole time, like, okay, well, the child's heart part is probably Ernest being a retarded man-child who can't, <laughs> who doesn't understand what being an adult is. Yeah. He's probably going to have something to do with that. Ernest isn't a mother, though, and I'm pretty sure he's not lactating, so I don't know how the mother's <laughs> care part is going to function. Because at this point, no mothers have been introduced no. in the story, so we can't like rely on Kenny's mom to step up and save the day. So we're not really sure where the mother's care is going to come from. No, But well, all she does is just... she... Oh, sorry. No, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I think it's just foreshadowing at that point. The mother's care, never... well, unless you count that they learn that milk is what kills trolls, which, again, is fucking stupid. Well, it's... <laughs> I mean, that's the connection to the milk. I would milk. have much it's... preferred it to actually be Botswanian Miak or whatever the fuck he goes out and gets. All that, all that I had written down about this scene is that she calls him the great redneck hope. And that's what gives him the courage to, like, 
go warn the town and, and go take care of things. And he's just running through the streets in the very next scene yelling, the trolls are coming. Trolls! Trolls! Yeah, basically, that was my earnest well, impression. There's one troll there. at this point. So yeah. Well, one troll that was easily defeated by Annette long ago. <laughs> you guys have fucking guns and shit now. Hold on, wait. Can we backtrack a little bit and uh, address the fact that there was just one particular letter missing from what would kill yeah. the well, troll? Yeah. That's later in the movie when they find the two pages are stuck together and they peel it apart and it's like, the destroyer troll, you need M-I blank K. And that's when he said me Yeah, that's when he said me Because <laughs> <laughs> he's an idiot. That's We've established that. But I wanted to know how many times, so the scene where he's running back and forth, it's literally just a stationary camera and he's just running. Mm -hmm. And how many times do they just say for Jim Varney, like, all right, uh, be earnest, go. And like, be a character, be go. Do your thing. And just let him, and, and, and they, I, I'm sure they do it in every single movie and they did it a couple times in this one. They <laughs> well, kind of I, give that creative freedom to him. Kind of like how when Jim Carrey does his little like Jim Carreyisms. Yeah, well, I compared it to that. Like, not that they, not that they're on the same level. They're definitely not. But like, the other thing is that Jim Varney and John Cherry, they, they created the Ernest character together from the beginning. Like, it, it they just, I guess, have this working, that had this working relationship where they could just let, let him do whatever he wants. I don't know. Even this, and I love, no secrets, I love this movie. I recognize how terrible it is, though, and I recognize how bad that the whole character is, uh, the filmmaking is abysmal. Mm -hmm. I, I understand that. I still have a, a, a certain place in my heart for this, but at least Rimshot's cute. I mean, Rimshot was the best part of the movie for me because he's a dog who's vaguely homicidal. <laughs> he's looking out for the best interests of the human race. He's thinking, I gotta get this motherfucker out of the gene pool somehow. <laughs> he keeps trying. He's failed, but he keeps trying. But then we get the um, the two dudes that you mentioned earlier, the two brothers, oh, Bobby yeah, yeah. and Bobby and whatever, um, where he buys like the thousand dollars in troll supplies, seventeen hundred dollars in troll supplies because they got troll away spray, they got troll pants, troll nets, troll whatever the troll fuck. trap, yeah. He buys all this troll shit because apparently they just have it lying around. And what bothered me about the scene is why the fuck does Ernest, who is, for all intents and purposes, a low-paid city employee with his own home and a dog and, like, nothing else going on in his life, he should be, like, fucking picking off kids from a bell tower somewhere with a rifle. <laughs> but he's just this lonely, terrible person. Why the hell does he have more money in his bank account to buy the shit than I do? <laughs> actually see Ernest's home in this movie? Not in this movie, no, but we see it in Goes to Jail. Goes to Jail. He's like an inventor and he makes himself smart for a minute or it's something. It's kind of like a Pee Wee Herman house. Well, it's yeah, on the inside, sort of. yeah, but it looks like a normal suburban home from the outside. Right, so I also think it's a little peculiar that while these events have occurred over the course of, what, like two or three days, that we never see Ernest go home. No, he's uh, he's awake the whole time. He doesn't sleep. <laughs> he lives in his truck. <laughs> um, but the, the next scene is uh, the two kids, uh, Elizabeth and Kenny, meet up. And they start talking. But I, I wrote down that she, the blonde chick, she always talks in a weirdly kind of seductive voice. She's a horrible actor. She's just like, no, Joey never got home last night. And she, she had, <laughs> you're very uncomfortable by the I look in your face. Poor acting. I it's horrible acting. Call a ten year old seductive. It's horrible acting. Actually, one thing I, <laughs> oh man, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that makes I, sense. I just took the, I took the mantle from Tim yeah, for being no, a creep. For... <laughs> yeah. What is it? Uh, oh, uh, you yeah. haven't, you don't have any much experience with this show, but, uh, Tim has been a creep on most of our episodes. No, it was only on the fucking, it was the Surf Ninja's time that I said something really inappropriate that I wish I could take back. <laughs> That's uh, recorded forever? Uh, yeah, and it's perfect. It's, it's perfect. So, yeah, they, they finally, this is the first time where, like, anyone's, like, really discussing there's a problem. Like, the kids are like, oh, no, like, he never got home, we don't know where he is. What happened to Joey? 
How did she find out that Joey never came home last night? And why aren't the police out looking for him? Like, Because there's are... one guy, and he's already busy with other shit. It's Kenny's dad. And he's worried about the children riding around on Ernest's dick in the truck. <laughs> but, but where are Joey's parents? Who cares? So the kids go to the treehouse, and they see the Joey statue. They literally see the Joey statue. Mm-hmm. They kind of, like, freak out, and then they go to uh, the Hackmore house with Ernest, right? Is that where we are? Yeah. I think well, Ernest right. is already at the... Hackmore State, yeah, they creep in. They're like, I don't know if we should be here. Yeah, they're they like, just oh, you're not scared. Are walk you? into Eartha Kitt's house, yeah. like it's a motel. But mm-hmm. the the troll follows the kids to her house, mm-hmm. and he's like seemingly going to get them, but he grabs a skateboarder and said, "So he's got two kids. Now we're at two. More and Brussels sprouts." Here's actually a point I wanted to make. Let's hear. This it. is the year 1991. Yes, I am a mystical troll who needs to gather five children. Only fucking five kids. <laughs> this done and re then like resurrect my army of trolls from um, the core of the earth or whatever it is so it took him the whole movie to get to five he's been awakened for like 12 hours at this point because it was night and now we're in day in the next day and the trolls out and about doing shit in 1991 it was probably really easy to just walk out in the street, grab five kids, and call it a day. <laughs> I think, I'm like, even today, in 2014, I could probably, if I wanted to, go out and abduct five children very easily <laughs> in a very short amount of time. Tim, this is being recorded. Stop, dude. I'm just saying, in a very short period of time, you could get it done. I could walk out if of I my house. If I were a troll, I could just walk out onto your street, Lou, and just grab the first five kids I saw and have my army and be done with it before anybody caught wind of it. But instead, he allows Ernest <clears> to set up a... Troll trap in a dumpster. A small, very small dumpster. Well, here's <laughs> With the... a baby doll hanging from his bait. <laughs> that says kids for too. free. Ernest and baby dolls, man. Why do yeah. they have so many? Because it's just further accentuating how creepy he is. Yeah. What are you trying to say? Um, I'm sorry. I was going to say, it's also Halloween. So kids are everywhere right yeah, exactly. now. Exactly. All he had to do was lay low. Or this is day. actually on Halloween. This yeah, Halloween. the yeah. next All he had day. To do was lay low until like three when the kids get out of school, grab the first five that walk out of the door of the school and call it a night. Yeah, I mean this is back in a time where kids were allowed to go door to door by themselves, with like no with, yeah, parental with, supervision. Right, like parents. And didn't what defines worry a kid? I mean, at what age are they of no use to him anymore? Because I mean, like the teenager kids, the trolls in this movie are super strong, apparently. So, like, he could just overpower fucking anybody. He could grab a group of teenagers and be like, ah, this is good enough. And, like, then he has his army again. He just really, Trogdor is not good at this. Considering he had, like, (laughs) from long ago. He he does have little legs. (laughs) Considering he went from long ago up until, like, four years pre-Toy Story (laughs) planning for his comeback, he just didn't really think about it, you know? That's a long time from long ago to four years pre-Toy Story to sit there. That's how I'm going to think about time now. Like, what, in, time, in terms in of Toy Story? 1991 is the year for BTS before <laughs> Toy Story. So. <laughs> Circa Toy Story. Yeah. So he, he just didn't think this through. And so, like, I do like this part, though, because the kid he abducts next, we get no introduction to him whatsoever. He's just, like, skateboarding by. <laughs> and then he's like, Barrr! and he grabs him, and then he turns him into a doll. And then, like, okay, that's two. And you would think... Because this is a movie, and, like, narrative is important in movies, you would think that the kids he abducts are going to be important and impactful somehow. Like, nope. Joey, Joey was their friend, so you think Elizabeth and Kenny are like, okay, like, that's gonna suck, and they're gonna have to try to save Joey. And then random kid number two is just some dick on a skateboard who gets <laughs> no screen time whatsoever other than go, Whoa! as he gets turned into a wooden doll. And then he's up to two. 
Well, I guess that sort of uh, affirms him not being picky with the children he grabs. Yeah, and I mean, this is another interesting point that I just realized thinking about this. Again, this is 1991, so that kid on the skateboard gets abducted. No one gives a shit. <laughs> nope. No one, no one Nobody cares. The police officer's like, hey, my son, Miles, never made it home last night. <laughs> Miles. He was skateboarding. He was skateboarding past Lady Hagmore's place. And he just never came back. Where the child molester Ernest is known to hang out and he never came home. It must be a troll. Yeah, obviously the troll got him. Fucking stupid ass movie. Anyway, go ahead, continue. Speaking of stupid ass movie, Ernest builds a troll trap in a dumpster. Yeah, with the baby doll. And the baby doll. And, And then... He did. He breaks the fourth wall again when mm-hmm. the, the the lid smashes his fingers, and Which, you know it didn't even look that painful. It looked like no, it was very light, and he just does the thing where but he, he, goes, he looks looks at the camera, and then he looks at his hand, and then he looks at the camera, and then he looks at his hand, and it goes on way longer than it I remember. It goes on like, for a like while. He looks at his hand like three or four times before he finally goes. And then he, <laughs> and then he screams. What? Here's my question, though, and perhaps I'm thinking way too rationally about this, but why would you make it a dumpster when you know that the troll is only, I don't know, maybe like under four feet? Yeah, like how's he gonna climb? How's up he gonna climb? Well, up he's there? a trash man. He's mm-hmm. using his his resources. Yeah. This is the idiot souvent coming in. <laughs> so anyway, um, he's Kenny's in the truck. He gets dropped off at his house. This is at night. Yeah, and he's like. He's hearing some things and he's kind of like freaking out. And the Murdoch kids enter in and they, they they jump out of like his dad's boat, I think, and tackles Kenny. Yeah, uh, one's dressed like a gorilla and the other's dressed like something. Yeah, like, oh, you fucking boner. And it's the <laughs> first. Whatever they call. And them. then exactly what they said. And then I think um, his mom says, uh, "You have no business being with Ernest." He, she tells him, like, yes, it's the first yes. time. It's, <laughs> he does have no business being with Ernest. I wrote Where down. Where are your fucking parenting skills? It's the first time that anyone says, maybe this is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Well, um, no, because his dad did address earlier I, when he and Elizabeth are in the truck. Like, you guys aren't supposed to be riding in the truck. But, but I yeah, think was riding in the truck. And it's, yeah, it sounded like a city ordinance. Not, hey, that creepy dude is trying to bone <laughs> you in the back of his fucking trash van. <laughs> yeah. With the mops up front. Yeah, this, I would not show this movie to my kids because it teaches them that no one will ever hurt them, and if the person seems kind of creepy, they're a friend. <laughs> Actually, that, a that's friend a wait. that's a good point. We all saw this movie as kids. Yeah, you're Lauren. You're the only person here that's a parent. Would you show that? I mean, I know your kids really young, but you would you show this to your son? I mean. I mean, just realistically, I don't think children would watch this movie and take away from <laughs> and it. And think, like, oh, I should I go hang out with the trash I man? I go be friends with the trash guy. I think it more, you know, kind of know, satisfies that, that youthfulness about being close with adults because I think that makes kids feel older. Um, but if the adult has the heart of the child, so it kind of dumbs it down. I don't know. I don't think it truly blurs any lines between uh, inappropriate relationships with adults. I don't know. I'm just saying I wouldn't want my kid trying to be friends. Maybe not the trash man, but like just anybody in a denim vest. (laughs) Yeah, can we address the denim on denim on denim? Well, I mean, I wouldn't want to be friends with somebody that wore a denim vest either, so. I don't know. Actually, that's true. I have friends that have denim vests. You seem like the sort. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, we were friends with our mailman growing up. Remember the mailman, Keith? Nope. You don't remember Keith? I have Keith a horror memory. Um, <laughs> I guess you and Keith got a little too close. He said he had a troll. Ugh. There are puppies oh, in the back troll. of his truck. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Anyway, let's get back to the uh, other young child in a bed with a bear. That's where the next scene is. Oh yeah, Elizabeth is uh, getting berated by her mother because she doesn't want to celebrate Halloween because she's afraid of the troll. And her mom's like, "There's no fucking trolls. Put your goddamn costume on. We're going to the goddamn Halloween party." And and she goes, "There's nothing under the bed. There's nothing under the bed." There's nothing under the bed. And then she leans down and picks up her teddy bear. She goes, oh, oh snuffies. Snuffy I'm glad it was just you. And she like cuddles with it. And she rolls over and the troll is laying in bed with her. Snotting like, all over the yeah, place. I was surprised it wasn't Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> because that's who you would expect in bed with the fifth grader. Eh, eh, eh. His fucking orgasm. Nah. <laughs> Sure, it looks like an uncomfortable face. Um, <laughs> the uh, door turns her into a wooden doll. Here's my question. Why did he find a way to sneak into their home, probably to the second floor where her room is, um, when there's thousands of kids out trick-or-treating like right now? around outside unsupervised. <laughs> Why this particular kid? Why waste the time and the energy he only has until midnight on Halloween or something, right? Something, something like that. So you know why? Because she's like fifth build. That's probably why. Yeah. Well, she, she's go. fourth build. So how and also like how did this thing sneak past the parents and like avoid any other children in the house? Like I don't know, she doesn't seem like an only child, but I guess it's never established, so it's folly to assume that she wasn't. So he grabs her and then like just disappears off into the night, and then they're like, "Oh my god, we have to live in that." And <laughs> they go to the Halloween party because they figured the girl who didn't want to go to the Halloween party, who was afraid to go out on the streets because of trolls ran out to the Halloween party and didn't get a ride there. <laughs> and, and snuck out of her house yeah, past her it. parents to uh, to go to this party she didn't want to go to. 90s movie logic just doesn't exist. Yeah. Anyway, um, Lou, what happens next? Because uh, uh, this is where I start to black out. <laughs> uh, the next scene is the second time where Rimshot tries to kill Ernest. Oh, I with, love this scene. With the big nine-foot yeah. bear trap. Sometimes, when you're catching trolls, the best ways are the old ways, you know what I mean? <laughs> He's talking to his fucking dog who's wearing like a wizard costume. Who's wearing, yeah, and he says, you're a cute little dog but one ugly child. So he, you know. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't a wizard costume. It was like a boy scout a, costume. Oh, whatever. It's even creepier. It's probably off the corpse of the last boy scout. So Here, Rimshot. This will fit you. So, so Ernest uh, seemingly dies for the second time in this movie. Yeah, or I'm third like, time. How did he not die? Third time. There's the trash truck. Yeah. There's the flamethrower to the face. Mm. And then there's the bear trap. Well, it's this, this enormous bear trap. It takes his entire body from, like, the tips of his toes to the tips of his fingers to close the, open this thing all the way. And he's like, Rimshot, give me the stick. And the Rimshot's like, no. <laughs> I'm doing the entire human race a favor right now. And he, when you hear the snap of the bear trap when it inevitably closes on Ernest and you hear Ernest scream in agony. You can see like a little twinge of satisfaction on Rimshot's face if you look hard enough. <laughs> I just want to know where you get a bear trap that large. At the troll store, man. It was part of the troll, the whole troll. The troll package. The package, yeah. The troll poll, as it were. If there's any, it's always sunny. Package troll deal. No, no. Uh, I mean, I, eh, whatever. Um, so Ernest goes to the grocery store. He's fine, you know, after this incident. Yeah, and he's, he's got a, he's got to fuel up for his midnight, his long night vigil over the town of Briarsville and his garbage truck. And because he doesn't have a home. Trantor follows him uh, into the store, and the clerk, uh, Ernest is buying chip music. clerk. Yeah. <laughs> And um, he sees the troll and starts freaking out. And he's like making all these hand motions. And Ernest thinks he's playing charades for some reason. Um, he draws the gun and tries to draw down on the troll. And Ernest puts his hands up and says, like, Oh, when you play charades, you play for keeps. And it's like, <laughs> and he just is, somebody wrote this. Yeah, somebody wrote all this dialogue. His, uh, his groceries into the air and they just go flying. 
his groceries being nothing but ding-dongs with which to lure children into his van. <laughs> and chocolate milk. They're just candy and sweet things. <laughs> the more you think about it, the more it becomes clear that this is why the real reason why Ernest goes to jail. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, don't forget, the first film was Ernest Goes to Camp. That was yeah. the first one. Well, you well, I caught on to him. That's why I had to move across the country to Briarsville. <laughs> to Missouri. Yeah. Who the um, fuck wants to live there? <laughs> know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I think it's kind of funny that the store owner just kind of had his rifle hanging out. Like, he didn't really go anywhere to get it. It was no, just it was like on, right the, behind him. on the back it wasn't counter. Like on, it wasn't even, like, on the wall hanging up to threaten would-be shoplifters. Right. Just, we had it, like, sitting on the shelf behind, like, some other shit. Listen, with those, really... with those Murdoch kids around, you gotta be prepared to kill somebody. I guess and trolls. I really see and Ernest. as having a high crime rate, but I There's only one cop. Well, yeah. Well, it definitely has a very high crime rate because no one ever gets caught because they have one cop <laughs> who's busy trying to keep the local pedophile out of his son. <laughs> out of his son! <laughs> oh, That's speaking one of, way to put it. Speaking of Kenny, uh, he and this uh, <laughs> other kid in, in like a Native American outfit is uh, walking around and... Um, the kid gets turned into wood. This that, yeah. That's his third. No, fourth. That's his fourth. Yeah. And uh, Kenny gets chased by Trantor. No, no, no. It was, uh, I thought the fourth was the fat kid. Yeah, wasn't at it? The, at the gala. That was the fifth. No, he's the last one. So there's this little boy dressed like an Indian. So they kind uh, yeah, of alternate. Yeah, okay, that's right. Yeah. They kind of alternate between like important characters and, and not, important, not characters. important characters. Yeah, so they, he gets one of the little <laughs> village people and turns them into a wooden doll. That's right. And uh, he's up to four. He's up to four. And then this is when the parents are all complaining. To, now the, now parents actually care. Mm -hmm. And the parents are complaining about... To Kenny's dad. To Kenny's dad in the police station that about... like the children are missing. Why, why are all the kids in there? And they're like, oh, don't worry. They're probably at the dance. Which had all adults at the dance. There was like all... Well, like, there was like four kids there. <laughs> and the um, kids were sitting in chairs. And the adults were like out milling around. This is my question. You have... A bunch of fifth graders. How do you not know where they are? Bad parenting. It was 1991. <laughs> and, and why would you just assume that they are at this big town dance? Because We're there's nothing. In a rural town in Missouri, all the parents are like coached out of their minds so they don't kill themselves <laughs> from boredom. <laughs> so chances are they're like, huge ah, little Timmy ran off. He'll come back eventually. He always does. God damn it. <laughs> but um, oh, that was. Oh, yeah. I thought, that was your Coke yeah, impression. Coke that wasn't like a weird sniffle. No. no. <laughs> That's what I thought it was as well. And I was like, Jesus, Tim. What a discussion you, you next time. aimed for the microphone on that one. Well, and, I had and to you... make sure I picked up my Coke story. <laughs> Maybe that's why Ernest doesn't sleep. Yeah, that's another good point. He's a coked out pedophile. So, uh... Really the worst kind. <laughs> so anyway, Ernest is, er, Ernest is driving along and the troll alert goes off. Oh yeah, the this troll is alarm. this is the troll alert, and um, he uh, he goes in and he picks up the the troll trap and he brings it to the mayor, right. and um, and we find out that it's not the troll, it's the Murdoch <coughs> kids, yeah. and uh, the Ooh, mayor Murdoch because a man trapped them in a small steel <laughs> box and drove it around town for a little while. <laughs> they they a little rattled, but they got away. They didn't. Yeah, get, well, they didn't get the the warrel treatment. No, no, they didn't. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it now? Yeah, the, no, they didn't get the, the rim shot. Moral <laughs> <laughs> experience. Oh god damn it! So um, Ernest gets fired god. from his job as trash man. Yep, the mayor fires him on the spot. 
And he starts. Uh, he Which starts. I mean, honestly, fucking good at this point. <laughs> but but he, he's going to pick up the trash now. He was the only garbage. But man. he starts crying he's over the fact that he's else. he's the bottom of the gene pool. He says he's the bottom of the gene pool as a warl. And then he rimshot like bites him or something, and he gets this this hit of motivation, and he's like, "I never know when to quit." Mm-hmm. And we get this weird little cutscene of him in fourth grade, where a teacher is he like, never knew he, when and smashes his head against and the he's board, writing. Yeah, I never know when to quit. And, and then he Bart scratches Simpson style. Yeah, but anyway, the next scene is is Lady Hackmore. She's she's like she knows that like the end is near, and she's gathering her family as little wooden dolls, and she's putting them in a knapsack. Um, oh, my children, the time is coming. The time <laughs> is coming soon. So, so Ernest heads back to the tree, and he sees all the pods. This is when the troll attacks him while he's driving away, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. Um, so Ernest is, <laughs> but he's not in the truck, right? No, he's out of the truck looking at the Brussels sprouts at this point, isn't he? Yeah. And then he gets he's smashed. He's in a different vehicle, right? He's in a pickup truck. Yeah. yeah he's, he's in he's his not pickup in truck. And then, sorry, I should have specified which Ernest truck. Then we get the scene where he's attacking Ernest from the, the roof of his truck and there, as he's driving away from the woods. Yeah. And he's, Rimshot is driving away from the woods. Yeah. Well, eventually Rimshot. Eventually Rimshot, right. Um, but uh, he's like, yeah, as, Rimshot, as Rimshot's driving, he's in the back of the bed with, with Trantor, and they're fighting, and, and he's clearly losing this fight. And uh, eventually he gets thrown off the back of the... Trantor gets thrown off the back of this truck, mm-hmm. and Ernest then runs, runs him over. Is that right? He runs, he backs up and he runs him over. It doesn't he matter. Definitely it's hits stupid. Him yeah, definitely yeah. And he does eventually say, how about a bumper sandwich booger lips, which is a line <laughs> that I had forgotten that I loved. <laughs> I just like oh booger God. lips. Yeah. <laughs> How about a bumper sandwich, booger lips? That wasn't a bad impression. All right. That wasn't a good one. I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> so he, I don't know, he eventually gets stuck in a barrel and um, he ends up back at Lady Hackmore's place where she's has a six foot long can, can opener and she's, and she's trying, trying to, to get him out of this thing. Of her voodoo magic. Yeah, it's so stupid. Yeah. yeah <laughs> adult size can opener. And, um, and then we find ourselves at the Briarville Elementary Dance. Um, the Halloween Gala. The Halloween Gala. Called. And um, as I said before, there's like a more, there seems like more parents than kids at this mm-hmm. elementary school dance. We, we're out, I guess we're outside of the dance, we're right? We're down four kids now. <laughs> you know, the population has shifted. There's more adults in town. It's true. <laughs> there's, a, there's like a, a Halloween uh, costume Contest, competition. Yeah. And the Mur- one of the Murdoch kids is like standing backstage. And we see Trantor kind of walks up. Like and what, just by the way? What was that Murdoch kid dressed as? Like a spaceman? Like, I was guess he, to he was supposed to be. His, I don't know. I have Wait, no idea. Wait, you missed a really important part of the movie. What's that? The part where Lady Hackmore goes Witnesses the, goes uh, to the dance and sees yeah. the little kid and the mom fighting. Mm-hmm. Where the mom's like, I hate you. And the kid's like, Mommy, I'm sorry. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry too. I'm like, that doesn't happen um, yeah, that was a pretty shittily written and acted you, and produced scene. But you see Lady Hackmore, and she's like, "Aw, a mother's care. Like that's what mother's yes, love is like." That's it. I mean, can you imagine I don't know being why Lady? I made her Italian. Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't either. I can you imagine Lady Hackmore like when your parents sit you down to tell you about your old wooden relatives and how you have to keep the troll myth alive? No, I think Lady Hackmore has just been alive that long <laughs> through like voodoo preservation. She, like, pickled herself or something. That's why she's still alive. That's why her hair looks that way. Oh, Jesus Christ. This movie is great. Pickled voodoo witch. <laughs> Dibs on the band name. 
<laughs> so all right so recurring joke we do. yeah um so we're at this pageant and then the the murdoch kid fucks around with the trantor who's just standing there for some reason Ooh, nice costume <clears throat> dork or and he pushes him lips. and then he and then so trantor turns this kid into an, into the last yeah. I, I love your your keep keep <laughs> He turns, he turns into, into a into glass a... wooden doll. Ernest shows up to save the day, and all the parents are like, "Yeah, go fuck up that troll asshole." For some reason, they're like, "Yeah, let's let the retarded guy fight the monster." <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. And so he gets his ass kicked by Trogdor, and he goes crashing through like a snack cart, and ice cream lands on his face. And because ice cream lands on his face, Trogdor won't kill him. He's, he looks at him, he's like, "You can tell the monster is thinking." And he just like leaves <laughs> Ernest alone because he's covered in milk product. And everyone kind of starts. Con- oh, this con- is actually where Ernest says, "Ah, I got some Botswanian miak. You didn't think I could get it this time of year, did you?" Well, that's later in the movie. <laughs> no, isn't I thought it? that was right here when he's they're showing down at the school dance, and then he gets because uh, Trogdor no. goes, I... and like wind starts coming out of his mouth, and the, the fog machine's set to high again. I think at this point. Backwards. I don't think at this point they've introduced the milk component. Of, I don't fucking remember what happened. <laughs> I do just. Movie, this plot of this movie is so water thin, it's harder to follow than Lost Highway was. <laughs> I don't know. I do. I, I knew this movie very well going uh, into it, so I, I had no problem following the plot. There's um, no plot to follow. The plot's that, pretty uh, simple. It's almost too simple to make an hour and a half long movie out of. Listen, guys, I just want to talk about the heart wrenching scene where. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Rimshot, the poor fucking dog is turned into a block of wood. Yeah. And and Kenny brings it to Ernest, and he's... I wanted to cry when I watched this last night. Did I, you really want to cry? I, not, I may um, have. Ah, see? Really, well, she's a girl. She's allowed to cry. At, listen, at, man. At listen, man. I'm allowed to have emotions. <laughs> You're, not. I'm, You're not allowed to cry over the wooden dog. What am I going to call him? Splinter? Yeah. Look, <laughs> <laughs> a wooden dog. But yeah, seriously, like... How would you get upset by this considering we all know that Rimshot's going to be fine? Even listen, if you've never seen this listen, movie man. before. It's because Ernest's reaction to it that got to me. Because I don't know what I'm going to do. He's all I got. Dude, it's a, touch, it's a touching moment. It's a touching moment. His dog is wooden. <laughs> he's the only wood present in the movie. I thought we all decided that Ernest has way too many touching moments with the <laughs> school children. <laughs> Maybe his dog is all he's got because he can't live anywhere without having to announce himself as a sex offender. No one wants to rent to him. That's actually why he lives in his truck. Exactly. So then he doesn't have to register in Briarsville, mm-hmm. Missouri. Figured it out. You did. <laughs> all right. So the parents kind of rally. They're going to try to solve this problem, I guess. But the kids clearly know what's best. Oh yeah, Kenny figures out. He looks at the ice cream on the ground. Yeah, he gets it. Yeah, for some reason, fucking milk seems to make sense. (laughs) Let's do that. And then they go. All the kids get together. Well, actually, like the younger um, Murdoch brother comes over with his friends and is like, "How do we fix this?" After well, actually, the first thing that happens is they walk over and Kenny's like, "I'm sorry about your brother," and then the kid just looks down, just destroyed over the fact that his brother has literally just gotten turned into a block of wood. And he's like, "All right," he gathers himself up together, showing great internal strength, and he says, "How do we fix this?" And then they go and rob a convenience store, and then he trains the gun on children before they knock him over. 
and they escape with all the milk and the super soakers they can carry. Which I thought it was really cool to ride your bike through a convenience store stealing milk products. Not necessarily stealing milk products, but I just wanted to ride my bike through a store. I've never done it. I just like that all of the kids had these like huge super soaker reserves like in their garage. Yeah. Well, no, they they're stealing them off the shelf in their grocery store. They grab a super soaker or two right there, and I don't know where the other ones come from. They show them take at least two. So where is this convenience store that sells us snacks and super soakers? Like a general store because it's in (laughs) bumfuck Missouri where they just have a whole bunch of shit in one spot (laughs) and call it a general store. So uh, the kids steal all the shit at this point. Ernest um, is back, back at the tree. the tree, and he. This is the violent scene Lou wanted to talk about. Uh, what does he say before he charges? He says something really fucking stupid, and I almost closed my laptop. Oh, um, I was like, "Fuck, I'm done." <laughs> I don't know if it's the scene, but uh, he does say somebody with a runny nose is going to die. Yeah, he says that. At some, yeah, yeah. He says that <clears throat> when he picks up wooden wooden rim shot. shot. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know what he says, but he rams. Trantor he drives really fast into the, the tree, tree, and Trantor's like, oh, no. <laughs> like as the truck is barreling towards him, and then Ernest crashes into the tree, and he looks for Trantor's body, and it's not there. But he assumes he's won the day anyway, and everything's going to be cool. At but, this point, but then the pot, the Brussels sprouts, yeah, the Brussels sprouts start, start falling off the, the tree, sky, and we have retreated to like a kind of like Laurel and Hardy kind of him trying to catch the things as they fall and, and dropping everything, and they sink into the ground with this little like. Poof, poof, noise and uh then we get the trolls we get this is something i noticed i don't know if it was like an editing mistake or if it just is uh delving a little bit deeper into Ernest's fragile mind at this point as he's catching the pods that are falling he says i can't let them hit the ground rim shot to his dog that's no longer currently alive because he's a piece of wood I didn't. So I didn't like, catch that. He's talking to the wooden yeah, dog, or to him. yeah, he's talking to his dog because he's so used to talking to his dog. Because other than the muffled screams of his victims, <laughs> that's the only kind of interaction he gets in a daily basis. Well, we also have to remember that he does talk to baby dolls a lot. So maybe <laughs> he just true. considers Rimshot to be another baby doll. His his house, if he were to have one oh in Briarville, would be a. It would be a. Oh, maybe a dungeon. Just be... Eyeless like porcelain <laughs> dolls staring at you. <laughs> Just, so, oh my god. Ernest so, house. Ernest Can you is. Can imagine, like, the, the child flaying machines he's built in his basement <laughs> to get rid of the bodies? With these weird Rube Goldberg kind of contraptions? Is that what you mean? Yeah, like, it's just, like, this huge thing. He throws a switch and then, like, the blades start spinning and, like, the. the it's like the cookie like the maker new, yeah, like, in Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, like, like the, the roller <laughs> thing, like, flattens him out. But and then for toddlers. Like, pneumatic drills with dildos on the end coming at them. <laughs> oh my god. It's a whole horrible thing because Ernest is a terrible person. <laughs> That's, that's really what I'm trying to establish. I'm just upset that you actually think of these things. Well, I was actually... Uh, you ever see uh, Bruno? No. No? Okay. I saw it recently, <laughs> but I don't remember a dildo. No, there's, he's, his partner is riding like, oh, a recumbent bicycle and pumping <laughs> a pneumatic dildo. I do remember it. So I can saw... we not have that image with a seven-year-old? Hey, it's Ernest's idea, yeah, not Ernest's Tim's. Idea. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. We've, uh, we've spent this entire podcast establishing that Ernest is a terrible, terrible person who molests children and then gets rid of the bodies. And we established at the beginning that he built elaborate machines to do simple tasks. So I'm sure he's got one for getting rid of bodies. And possibly molesting them a little bit more before he kills them. <laughs> he actually has a rape machine. Yeah, more or less. Jesus Christ. So he doesn't have to I do the work. I don't want dibs on that band name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is the big this is the big battle scene. 
I mean, do we have to touch on it? Is there anything we want to touch on? There's the. No, I mean, we I just think we've touched right. enough right now. Yeah. So the parents show up after all the little troll, the lesser trolls have spawned, and the sheriff immediately gets his gun taken away by like a midget in a shitty troll suit. <laughs> and it's like, what kind of fucking cop are you that you can't get a round off a troll that's coming to take your fucking weapon? And then they feed another troll the bullets out of his six shooter, and he the troll then proceeds to take like a hundred shots. <laughs> at the hand, the sheriff, by the way, somehow gets handcuffed to his own car so he can't escape getting shot at by the mouth of a troll. And if you eat six bullets, you should only have enough gunpowder to fire off six rounds, but it goes on for like way too long. And meanwhile, all of the adults are getting like attacked by these trolls, and it's kind of like a little uncomfortable because I don't know if you noticed, but in a couple, like the women who are being chased are like getting kind of groped by the midgets in the costumes as this is happening. I didn't notice, but it makes total sense that the guys that would be in this movie as extras, yeah, I mean, it's would probably like, do that. And it's kind of it fits psychologically. It's like role reversal, you know. You have now small things attacking the bigger things. The adults in this situation representing Ernest getting molested by children. <laughs> I like that little spin you put on it. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the actual physical motion. I <laughs> and it comes full circle. Yeah. So the kids show up and they have their super soakers their filled guns. with milk, their milk guns. Yeah. And they and they start killing these trolls. <clears throat> and fucking them up. And um, we well, get one more. This is a town run by uh, by morons. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, we get one more scene of uh, Ernest as his characters from the garage from oh, earlier yeah. on, and he and he adds a new one in like the Australian safari guide. Yeah, Ro Robert me. Muldoon yeah, from Jurassic exactly. Park. <laughs> Clever, Clever girl. girl. Yep. <laughs> or I was also thinking um, the the guy from Jumanji. I forget his name. Uh, the hunting, hunter. Yeah, the uh, Van oh. Van Pelt. Yeah, Van Pelt. Yeah. Why do you retain this information? Yeah, listen, we have a 90s movie podcast yeah, for a reason. Who are you talking to? That's what we do. <laughs> You've known us both for a really long time. Me especially, yeah. considering we watch a lot of these fucking movies together. together. We do. We, this is what we do. We retain information we'll never need for any reason. It will never benefit us <clears throat> in any way. And that's why we invented this podcast, that so that we sense. have a sort of positive outlet for all of the shitty knowledge that we <laughs> So, Trantor then turns himself into a super troll, which there's no real reason why he turns turns no, himself he, into he a super asks troll. The, the demons of the underworld to give him strength, and apparently, strength is maybe like another two inches <laughs> and a whole bunch of spikes on his face and more ear penises. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that also makes him immune to milk. Oh. Don't forget. Oh, because fucking Kenny comes in like, oh, I'll save the day. And he tries to squirt him in the face and he goes, oh, stupid kid. I'm too powerful for that now. <laughs> He's too used to having white stuff squirted on his face. Kenny Ernest? <laughs> I Poor <just> Ernest. All of the above. Anyway, um, so he turns <clears throat> Kenny into a wooden doll and then crushes him as he jumps out of the tree. I thought that was kind of a dick move, honestly. <laughs> He doesn't, like, snap him dude, in half or dude, anything. Dude, trolls, but... trolls are dicks. Even the real trolls, like yeah. you said earlier, trolls are dicks. Troll. The yeah, real the trolls. Real trolls yeah. yeah. The, the troll world. dolls with the little diamonds in their bellies yeah. and the orange hair. Little dicks. Yeah. They're assholes. <laughs> so... Your system is now armed. What the fuck was that? <laughs> the troll alarm, dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> Thank God Lou set that up. <laughs> See, you guys were all fucking tearing this movie apart. I learned something, and Holy I'll save the day. Holy shit, Lou. You just saved our lives. You're welcome, dicks. You don't have <laughs> any milk in this house. You'd be screwed. <laughs> no, I don't. So anyway, um, the, the, we get this ring of fire, and Ernest is having a sh his last showdown with Trantor, Super Trantor. Mm -hmm. 
And everyone's screaming for him to kill this troll, and he's got like a like a little milk a little milk yeah. carton in his hand from like the cafeterias and like school. Mm-hmm. And he's staring across this fire, and he's looking into the face of Lady Hackmore, and he realizes that he has to give this troll unconditional love to kill him. Well, yeah, because Eartha Kit then like sidles up next to the mayor, and is like, "Ernest does not understand. <laughs> Ernest must love Trogdor or whatever." And apparently he hears this because he's like, a mother's love. Hmm. And he drops his milk and it's like a way too dramatic little like slow motion scene of the milk carton hitting the ground. And then he, you know, he's staring this troll and, and Trentor rushes him. And then he goes, or no, before they go, come on, little fella. And then he scoops up this troll and they fucking waltz around yep. the woods. Yep. And there's this like fun little music playing in there, and the, the troll's like loving it. He's like throwing his head back, and he's little, he's like giggling. It looks like, and his little yeah. head penises are waving around, and everyone's excited. And then he kisses him on the face, and it kills the troll. That's an actual thing that happens in an actual movie. <laughs> so yeah, that that totally happens, and then he's just like, ew, because he's got snot from the two. <laughs> kids turn back into real boys and girls and everyone's happy including rimshot and yeah. the kids well, from we don't know the rimshot's been we know it the movie's no, over tim of... do you want to keep talking about this for another, like four hours no but i did want to say that it's kind of weird that the the way to kill the super troll <laughs> was to show it that you cared about it i mean you have the scene of like all the adults in town screaming kill him kill him and then Ernest kisses him and he turns into you know, I wonder if in a weird way John Cherry was predicting the rise of the internet troll who's just like a, a beardy, weird creature that no one loves. <laughs> that lives under a tree <laughs> in seclusion. Tree. Well, the tree in this case is their parents' house. And so they live in the basement underneath. And, so, and if you fight the troll with violence, if you feed into them, they just they troll just you stronger. more. They just get stronger because they call upon the demons of the underworld to become invincible. Is that but like Reddit? You, is that the, yeah, the exactly. underworld is Reddit? Then, yes. And then if you, show it, that if you show it love, you know, you're really exposing its weakness because if the troll can't love itself, how could anyone love it? So John Cherry is a visionary. I guess so. All right. Ernest, Ernest lives shitty, on. This is still a shitty. No, Ernest does not live on. <laughs> Ernest has been dead for fourteen years. That we established that. But this is a very shitty movie. And the very last scene is Eartha Kit going over to Ernest, who's having like an autism rocking moment. He's just like <laughs> rocking back and forth and like fixing his vest, and he just looks very uncomfortable. And he says, well, "Ernest, what's wrong? There's nothing in that tree for me. And no, then, no little kids for me. No, he, there's nothing in that tree. No, I know. I'm just saying yeah, well, that's what he's thinking. Yeah, that's what he's thinking. Well, he's already dog. had all the kids. He yeah. doesn't need anymore. <laughs> and then, oh my God, a lot of kids. And then, um, <laughs> Rimshot comes running over to him and licks his face, and that's the end of the movie. So, so Hooray. Tim, I ha- I have to. We know that I like this movie. I'll, I'll just go quickly. I'll say okay. that in terms of this podcast and what we usually try to establish. We try to ask the question, does this film hold up? And even though no. I really... <laughs> hold up to what? Just does to, it stand the test of time? Does is, this... it, is it still a good movie in 2014? Or is it has it aged beyond the point of relevance is what we're shooting for? And so I, what I would say is that even though I really enjoyed this movie, and I did laugh a lot, and I, I own this for... You know, I didn't like accidentally pick this up. I bought this because like, oh, this is fucking great. I need to own this movie, <laughs> and I do watch it every Halloween, and I will watch it again before Halloween passes. Yeah. However, uh, in terms of it holding up, I, I think it's it it is terribly dated. It everything feels very early '90s. So I would say that it it doesn't hold up, but I do still love it. 
So that's my vote. That's that's your review? That's my review. My review is this does not stand the test of time. It didn't pass. It has like a 10% on IMDb or something. <laughs> it's real low. It's, got, it's like 0% fresh at um, Rotten Tomatoes. This is a bad movie made by bad people. Who <laughs> are, hopefully most of them are dead now. Because I don't want this blight to ever return to Earth. <laughs> Ernest Scared Stupid is the troll under the tree in my long ago. <laughs> Um, I'm afraid to talk about it too much because I'm afraid some Hollywood executive will get it in his head to cast Ashton Kutcher in the new revival of Ernest Scared Stupid. It's a great. shitty movie. Um, it, it's just, it, there's not a funny joke in the fucking bunch. The funniest thing is Ernest <laughs> pretending to have multiple personality disorder. And even that isn't funny. It's just weird. It's, it's like so absurd that you have to smile a little bit because you're like, who fucking thought this was a good idea? And it's just bad. The effects are bad. Um, the story is bad. The acting is bad. I was so happy when they turned the little blonde bitch into a doll because it meant she couldn't fucking talk anymore. <laughs> I just wanted this movie to be over. It was the worst 92 minutes of my recent life. <laughs> I've been hospitalized in the past month. So this was definitely worse than that. If it's a bad movie, don't watch it. If you're gonna, if you need something to watch on Halloween, watch a better '90s. Dude, I fucking hate Hocus Pocus. I hate that movie, and this is and Hocus Pocus is way better than Ernest Scared Stupid. Go watch Hocus Pocus. Lauren, your turn. <laughs> um, so I guess I kind of have like a dual vote. I feel like uh, kids. Nowadays, if they were to watch this movie, no, it would not stand the test of time. Yeah, they I wouldn't think, give a shit about this movie. I think it's very dated. I think the jokes aren't funny anymore. I think we have sort of had a serious culture change, especially in the youth of Thanks, whatever. <laughs> and I definitely think that um, that this is a far cry from something like Superbad, which you know teenagers would find funny. However... I do think that it does have a nice nostalgia quality for people our age. I mean, in watching it and in remembering the whole Ernest, you know, what's Bad. it called? I don't know. The Ernest series. The Ernest legacy or whatever. Like, I, I almost missed it. It made me want to watch... <laughs> Like, Ernest Saves Christmas again. Which I just bought. You can have it if you want. Or, not have it. You can borrow it. You, know, you have to fucking made, give it back to me because I, yeah, I cherish like, it. It made me want to watch the Ernest movies again because it was very reminiscent of my childhood. I mean, Ernest P. Worrell was definitely a major character in, in all of our lives. In our, all yeah, of our lives. Every life of every 90s kid who... Never mind. I have something we were talking about before the podcast. I don't want to bring that back up again. Uh, well, I just... I am... Um, so I Every think 90s that kid is... who wasn't an AIDS baby, is what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> because they're, they're not alive anymore. Poor AIDS babies. Um, but uh, I definitely think, I think it, it stands the test of time in terms of nostalgia. Like, See, here's like, the thing. I had nostalgia for this movie going into this. And it was it ruined. Was, it was the same thing for Three Ninjas when we reviewed that. I loved Three Ninjas. I loved Ernest Scared Stupid. I went to watch it and I was like, holy fucking shit, I was a dumb little kid and I deserved every bad thing that ever happened to me. Well, I think it just shows us where comedy was and where it has come. But there are... <laughs> you said movies. from where it's come and all I could think of was Ernest and a little kid. It was just real weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's terrible. Terrible, terrible noise. Yeah, I don't ever um, want to... 
I, I never thought I would think that Ernest is creepier than the mystery man from uh, our last episode. That guy was no. nothing. That guy had nothing, nothing on Ernest. But I had nostalgia for this movie. I don't anymore. <laughs> watching it, watching it for this has ruined it for me, and I'm kind of glad that it did. I want to. I do want to watch Ernest goes to jail because that was my that was one of my favorites. And Ernest rides again just to see if they're just as shitty and fucking dumb as scared stupid was. <laughs> um, because I want to be wrong. I want to be able to hold on to at least one of those childhood memories. I, I, I don't think it's gonna happen. I will say that when I was looking up just numbers for like grosses, mm-hmm. goes to jail, goes to camp. They all grossed like twenty five, thirty million dollars worldwide. This was fourteen million. So. Mm-hmm. It's in terms of like, but this is also like the last one on Touchstone Pictures. After this film, because it flopped, mm-hmm. they were dropped, and everything after this was an independent release. Hmm. Um, so this was the last one that was with the, you know the classic like Touchstone, yeah. <laughs> which I didn't know was owned by Disney either. That, that was that, that either, was a right, Disney but... company. So yeah, this was the the and then after this, I think was Rides Again, mm-hmm. which was like a million dollars worldwide. Like a million? Like one million worldwide. <laughs> so, and after that, it was just like nothing yeah. did well. But, so, those, point is, those other ones yeah. might, well, then he did Toy Story, and... Yeah, he was a good character. Well, then cashed. he did other things. Like, not when much. He, when did he do the Beverly Hillbillies? Like, like, 90, like, 93 or 4, it was a couple years after this. Yeah, I mean, I think part of the, uh, part of the thing is that, um, you know, Ernest goes to camp and, uh... Ernest goes to jail, and even Ernest saves Christmas. I almost feel like they were, I don't know how to put this, I don't want to say more realistic, because Santa Claus is not real. Um, but I guess they touched more I on real things. <laughs> I hope so, too, for a lot of reasons. Yeah, I'm probably going to have him avoid this podcast yeah, until idea. he's a teenager. But I feel like this, they tried to play on something a little bit more mythical, and it just didn't work for mm. them. And um, I think it's really hard to make those kinds of effects with this, you know, with a funding really they probably budget. yeah, with a really minimal budget. Um, so I think they did the best that they could, and I give them kudos for that. But uh, at the end of the day, it's it's not a good movie. It's just good nope. to us. Well, I agree. Not even to Tim anymore. No, no. A bad bad. Movie. Well, listen, man. I'm sorry for ruining this for you. I, I I can't believe that this is going to be a two to one vote on fucking Ernest. <laughs> I can't believe our podcast has to go on record as being pro Ernest. <laughs> stupid. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't say it held up. I said it didn't hold up. Okay, but yeah, I love it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well my, okay. I, I, listen. And I think I said it didn't agree. really hold yeah, up. Yeah, we, we agree that it doesn't stand the test of time. But th- two of you were like, "Oh, it was still pretty good, though." Listen, I think any of our listeners I definitely enjoyed it. I, I think they know that I have. I like everything. I've, like everything. I haven't liked one of the everything movies we've done. Geeky. Yeah, yeah. The, the one movie that had any kind of intelligence or like yeah. fuck that shit. All right, fine. <laughs> Wait, which movie was this? Lost Highway. It's Lo- David Lynch film. All right, so Lou didn't like it because he had to think. Aw, <laughs> poor brain. <laughs> All right, so listen. Um, I think that concludes our discussion about Ernest Scared Stupid, right? Yeah, I think. We're All right, done. now we're gonna we're gonna talk about what we're gonna do next, yeah. and and Tim and I talked this over a little bit before, and we were doing a lot of action movies for a while, mm-hmm. and the '90s was very ripe with action movies, yeah. and I think it's time to go back to one. I think. Well, we have so many action movies to get. There to. are so I many. I wouldn't even consider this entirely action. I would say it's sort of like a dramedy action. Yeah, it's like which it's serious and kind of funny. Yeah, so kind of actiony. So after reviewing our list and reviewing my DVD shelf, yeah, basically, Tim was just like, "Hey, why don't 
Why don't we do Dragonheart? So Sorry, then Dennis Quaid and Sean Connery. So the Can't next wait. the next film we're gonna cover is Dragonheart. Which I remember liking as a child. I have a feeling I'm gonna tear it an asshole. <laughs> Tim, one of these days, I mean, I know you liked Lost Highway, but we're we're gonna find some classic we're movies. Find something that I can't have find a problem with. We're, we're gonna we'll find that eventually. God, I hope so. All right. Well, um, that concludes our discussion about Ernest Scared Stupid. Lauren, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. To everyone else, thanks for listening to Dial Up Movies. Dial Up Movies is part of the Neozaz Podcast Network. Head over to neozaz.com for other great podcasts such as Star Wars and Character, The Gradies, The Great 80s Movie Debate, and Attraction Obsession. Please tune in for our next episode as we discuss Dragonheart. In the meantime, please check out our Facebook and Twitter pages. You can find us on both sites as Dial Up Movies. Thanks again. We'll see you next time. Know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was that was Trogdor doing. I know what it was. Yeah. I wasn't gonna do an impression. Yeah, okay. <laughs>